Till the tears run down from my eyes Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody Can anybody find me? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, loyal podcast listeners. This is your host, Michael Smalley, wanting to remind you, check out smalleyinstitute.com because you can go there and sign up today for free to the number one reason relationships fail online course. When you sign up, you will start learning immediately exactly why relationships get in trouble, whether it's marriage, parenting, friendships, business, doesn't matter because all relationships get stuck in a universal pattern, and when you don't know it, you fail. So sign up today at smalleyinstitute.com for the number one reason relationships fail online course. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. This is your host, Michael Smalley, and it is day 25. I, after this one, only have 26 27 and 28. I am freaking out. I don't want it to end. I hope you don't want it to end. But this is the 25th day on the 28 statements from Jesus that will transform your relationship. And today's a biggie. I'm calling it be radical when it hurts. This is being recorded from beautiful Southern California. So I am back in Southern California And staying in this cool Airbnb with my daughter, she's hanging out, chilling. She's actually asleep right now because she's a lazy college student, only because it's 6.30 in the morning and she's snoring away and I'm pretty sure she's going to wake up to the sound of my voice recording for you all at the end of today's show. I got a story for you. Oh, and I love stories. I love good illustrations. This one made me cry. It's about a murder duck, a little boy, his sister, and then the grandma who gets it. She gets it. Because when I say be radical when it hurts, today's statement from Christ is Matthew 18, 21 and 22. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Of course, Jesus responds, "Uh, no, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. And we all know this verse and we know this statement and I just love it. I, I have at least in my memory, which could be totally wrong, probably should have researched this better before I'm now bringing it up, but it just hit me. But I know there's been some studies done on just Christ's tone, right? And the, you know, sarcasm or, you know, use of humor. But this is, again, one of those times where I just laugh, where I just, I can see Jesus is desperate going, 
come on. Get it down for the love of all things. Jesus, in this statement, is demanding a radical kind of love to forgive when they don't deserve it. Peter's question in verse 21 comes from the teaching in verses 15 through 20. One of the new things I learned here was that I've never read this before, but I found it this morning in my study. One of the new things I learned was that the typical rabbinic consistence of the time, the rabbis, what they believed, was that you really only needed to forgive a brother three times. So that was kind of the typical teaching of the day, which is why Christ is so radical, because he challenges this. He challenges the, the theme of the day about forgiveness, and is like, no, not three, but 70 times 70. Like, he explodes it up. That's the kind of love that Jesus is always demanding from his disciples. Jesus does more than forbid vengeance. He transposes a cry of revenge. You can look at Genesis 4, 15, and then 23 through 24, into a call for forgiveness. I'm going to read that again. He transposes a cry of revenge into a call for forgiveness. Whether he says 77 times or 70 times 7, his words reject a calculating, quantitative approach to forgiveness. Love within the church is expressed by an insatiable, unmatchable capacity to forgive others. The ensuing parable right after this, illustrates the lesson, right? That's about the king and the guy who owed money and the king forgave all of his debts and that jerk goes and demands and does not give the same treatment. There's that thing again, y'all, that we've been learning in this 28-day journey. Jesus is like, hey, what I've done for you, you stinking better do it for others. So how does Jesus want you to treat others? Obviously, he wants you to forgive them, no matter who, no matter what. Forgive those who hurt you. Luke 23, 33 through 34, when they came to a place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and, on, and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Matthew 5, 43 and 44. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Forgive them. Acts 7, 59 and 60. As they stoned him. This is so powerful to me. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. That is a disciple. That is when someone hurts you, Stephen had Christ. Stephen, you can't do that in the midst of absurd pain and hurt and betrayal. You can't pull that off. 
You have to have Christ. Forgive yourself. You need to forgive yourself. Psalm 51, 1 through 17. I want to read most of this here. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion. Hey, unfailing love, great compassion. This is what's a part of forgiveness. Blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. We need to forgive ourselves. That psalm is such a powerful one. There's so much brokenness and and such a desire and a hunger to be forgiven, to be purified, to be whiter than snow, to have joy again. See, you, you forgive others because it releases you from that prison. It releases you from that misery. You think it excuses them. You think, no, I can't forgive because it's not right what happened to me. Well, it's not for them. It's for you. It it restores you. It gives you back your joy. It breaks you from bondage and slavery. You have freedom when you forgive. I'm going to include a link on this podcast episode's page on my website, smallinstitute.com, and I have a free forgiveness exercise. It's an e-download, and I'm going to put that link on here, and I encourage you to get it because sometimes you just need a helpful process to go through so you can release, so that you can flush that junk out of your system. So I want to end with the story that I promised you in the beginning, right? A story about a murdered duck, a little boy, his conniving sister, and the grandma who gets it. Richard Hoffler's book, Will Daylight Come?, has this story in it. A little boy visiting his grandparents was given his first slingshot. He practiced in the woods, but he could never hit his target. As he came back one day to grandma's backyard, he spied her precious pet duck. On an impulse, of course, he is a boy. He takes that slingshot out. He took aim and he just let it fly. The stone hits the target and the duck falls dead where he hit it. Of course, this boy totally panics and desperately he hid the dead duck in a woodpile, only to look up and guess who he sees. That's right. Little sister Sally watched. She saw the whole thing. But mm, Sally's conniving, right? She says nothing. So after lunch that day, Grandma said, Hey, Sally, let's wash the dishes. But Sally goes... Well, Johnny told me he wanted to help in the kitchen today, didn't you, Johnny? And she whispered to him in his ear, remember the duck. So Johnny did the dishes. Later, Grandpa asked if the children wanted to go fishing, but then Grandma said, hey, I'm sorry, but I need Sally to help make supper. Oh, Sally smiles and said, 
Oh, that's all taken care of. Johnny wants to do it. Again, she whispered, remember the duck. Johnny stayed while Sally went fishing. After several days of Johnny doing both his chores and Sally's, finally, he couldn't stand it. He confessed to Grandma that he'd killed the duck. What does Grandma say? I know, Johnny. Giving him a big hug. I was standing at the window and saw the whole thing. But because I love you, I forgave you. I wondered how long you would let Sally make a slave of you. Folks, Jesus demands you forgive others because he wants your freedom. He wants what's best for you. Hey, DC, right now at VisionWorks, all prescription eyewear, every frame, every brand is 50% off. Yup, a nifty 50% thanks to our friends and family event. What's even better, it applies to both glasses and sunglasses. That's right. At the VisionWorks friends and family event, you can save 50% on all prescription eyewear. Why? Because we like you, DC. A lot. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.